I've been asked over the last couple of years, um, you know, uh, on what can we do to uh, kill weeds in industrial hemp. Uh, the state legalized it in 2019, which created all kinds of interest uh, out there. And uh, my understanding is that most of the fields that are planted in Nebraska, you need to get uh, some kind of a permit from the state or some kind of a contract. And then, uh, so, and I keep telling people, hey, you know, uh, uh, we can make some good guesses out there, but I haven't really done any work. And uh, again, a long story short, uh, this last year, we had this situation with COVID with uh, um, um, the size of my program reduced uh, significantly. Typically I will have about anywhere from 60 to 100 projects. Uh, in a, in a one uh, year this year, I had only only about uh, 30, uh, 35 uh, projects. Uh, so anyway, so we were able to squeeze in some uh, research with industrial hemp. I uh, haven't received any funding from anybody on this. This was more of a, you know, our uh, uh, little, uh, what I call the PEP project. So we were looking at testing tolerance, um, uh, hemp tolerance to uh, pre-emerged products. So that would be a study one early post, which will be a study two that I'm gonna share with you. And then the, the late post and each one of those I tested anywhere from, you know, uh, 10, 12 to as much as 30 products anyway. And then uh, since also there's been a, a interest in producing organic, uh, a hemp uh, or hemp without chemicals uh, for, for pharmaceutical industries, for oils, etc. cetera. Um, and some of you that are into that probably know this better than me. So anyway, and obviously we can use the chemicals in those. And then I went back to uh, uh, my old friend, uh, Flaming, you know, uh, apparently I do have a lot of experience in that area. So we actually ended up testing uh, some of the, uh, uh, flaming uh, and how that impacts uh, uh, weed control in hemp. So um, this study uh, was done, um, uh, like I said, last uh, last summer, um, and uh, we did it at Mead, um, at Mead, uh, just outside of uh, of uh, Mead, the University Agronomy Farm, and the uh, we planted a, a variety for uh, for a fiber that's X59, a hybrid. Um, and then um, we used about 20,000 seed per acre. That's about 10 pounds per acre. Uh, they were planted pretty much the same, like we plant corn, 30 inch row spacing, half an inch deep. Uh, Pre-products were applied right after planting, early post on a foot tall hemp, late post on a two foot tall hemp. And then uh, flaming was done on those uh, little taller plants that are anywhere from 18 to 24 inches. So uh, we, uh, we did all of our ratings, uh, ratings and everything. So here is what some of the, uh, the large plot area looks like. Um, actually the angle that I took the picture off, I think the first four rows here were uh, uh, control plots. Uh, there was no effect uh, there, uh, non-sprayed uh, non controls. So, okay, so let's look at the first study. We tested about 18 soil applied products. Uh, a lot of that stuff, I was uh, quite frankly on a fishing trip. I was trying to, or a fishing adventure, I should say, trying to uh, uh, look at the products that we thought uh, this was, um, you know, uh, um, uh, academic slash um, educated, uh, educated guess. 
And when we open up the weed guide and we went down the list and says, okay, let's see uh, which one of these has any pro uh, potential. And then also we had some information uh, from some work that was done with some of our colleagues. In fact, um, um, uh, Rodrigo uh, Verle, who is our, uh, our graduate uh, who left and uh, who works in, uh, in uh, Wisconsin now, he and I kind of brainstormed some of these things. Uh, he already had some preliminary data and then uh, John, my tech and I ended up uh, revamping and adding a bunch of more stuff kind of for Nebraska conditions. So let me walk you through now through these 18 soil applied product. I might be going a little too fast here because it might be hard for you to read all these um, and concentrate, but I'll try to make it this as simple as possible. Basically, each table is going to be in this format. You'll have the, the list of products on the left. In some cases, we actually ended up uh, mixing the two, uh, two products, trying to get kind of a broadleaf and grass control. So um, you can see ratings at 15, 21, and 28 days. So just scanning down these numbers, um, you can see right away, and I highlighted in yellow those products that actually didn't injure or injure very, very little, you know? And so that means those products do have potential for, uh, for use in, in hemp. And those are the rates that you can see in the, uh, in the bracket. So basically from this slide, um, you could see that the Sharpen, Dual 2, and, uh, and Stinger do have some potential. All the other products injured, maybe 20, 18, or 20% at 15 days might be a lot to some people, but the hemp is actually pretty darn resilient. It just kept growing out of those injuries, and by 28 days, there was no, uh, there was no injury. And then um, the next eight here, um, you can see... Uh, um, also, a few, a couple of products that actually uh, didn't injure the beans, uh, the, uh, the 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 hemp. Sorry. Anyway, and uh, uh, these are uh, permit and uh, prowl H2O. Uh, they were actually pretty pretty safe. Um, uh, while some of the other ones uh, burned uh, the hemp pretty bad. Um, and again, uh, I'm saying burn, this is soil applied anyway, and it's like uh, balance, uh, which we use in corn quite a bit. Um, you know, and a command, um, um, you know, they did uh, quite a bit of injury and by 28 days, those plants were pretty much uh, dead. So um, anyway, yeah, this some shots of uh, Hornet uh, soil applied, uh, did some uh, yellowing there, but it's, uh, the plant survived uh, as opposed to command, which actually bleached, uh, bleached that uh, hemp uh, pretty bad and the similar would be with balance. So, so the conclusion for the first part is the uh, sharpened stinger, permit, prowl, and dual two magnum uh, do have a potential for use, and then uh, and then uh, as opposed to uh, some of the hornet, python, serpent, sure star, tricor, and sulfanthrazone, um, they did injure in the beginning, like uh, you've seen it, twenty or so percent, but then the plants grew out of it and developed normal. Uh, normal plants. So, so basically, I would say they should have some potential there too. And then, as opposed to balance flex and command, uh, which had uh, yield reduction or uh, uh, unacceptable injuries and should not be used. Um, the logical question is now: uh, where, what, what kind of weeds are we controlling with each one of these products? For that, I would open up the weed guide, go to those tables, and pick the products. Uh, and look at the list and you can see uh, most of these products will give you anywhere from 70 to 80% control of the main, 
main uh, uh, weed species, primarily broadleaf species that we have. Uh, anyway, okay, um, like I said, uh, I might be flying through a little faster, um, but I think Chris will have some of this data on the website. Am I correct with that, Chris? Yeah, um, right. so, yeah. so you guys can always download it apparently. And then also if you just Google, go to um, uh, CropWatch, uh, Nebraska newsletter, uh, CropWatch, uh, and just Google there, uh, type in a search with industrial hemp, uh, Knezovic, and you will see uh, five uh, articles that we wrote. Uh, so outlining basically what I'm presenting presenting here. So that would be another, another avenue that I would recommend probably the easiest just to crop watch and you will. And then if you guys have any additional questions, you can shoot me an email. I could actually even uh, send you a PDF, uh, PDF of all this, um, all this data on hemp. Uh, anyway, so early post, uh, they were sprayed on about 12 inch tall uh, hemp. We had about uh, two grassy species and two, uh, uh, two grassy type herbicides, I should say, sorry, and a two uh, broadleaf type herbicides. And then we mixed them together or we went alone. And then uh, basically a long story short here, um, again, this is early post. Um, you can see the dual Assure, Assure is a grass killer. The two together, um, actually didn't really do much injury on the, on the uh, uh, the uh, hemp, uh, just a little bit, a little bit, about 5%, which is uh, nothing in my opinion. Uh, you shouldn't worry about it. And then also Assure and Stinger, and then also a three-way mix of Assure, Stinger, and Dual. Um, you know, and then by 13 or 21 days, there was no injury. So obviously, you know, uh, these three products do have a potential for early post early post application. However, you know, when you look some of the other mixes there and, uh, you know, uh, things like Hornet, uh, you know, Hornet work well pre-emerge, but obviously when you use it post-emerge, it really knocked the pants off the uh, hemp and, uh, and uh, killed it basically, as you can see here, uh, uh, hundred close to 100% um, uh, injury, which means pretty much dead uh, by 21 days. Anyway, and this is some of the photos where we had a temporary injury with Moxie, a little bit of burning on the leaves, and then, uh, and then as opposed to uh, with Hornet severe injury on the, on the right. And then, so the conclusion is that Assure, Dual Tool, and Magnum do have a potential to use Moxie or some of the others. Uh, Moxie could be used, um, you know, uh, if you don't have any options uh, out there, a little bit of injury. Uh, may not be uh, may not be uh, as bad, and then uh, but some of the other products Hornet um, didn't have uh, uh, doesn't have help us here, so we shouldn't be using it. Also, I want to mention that in all these three studies, I'm going now into the third one. Uh, we didn't grow the crop all the way till end of the year to see a reduction on biomass or reduction on. On, on yields, uh, whatever, in this case would be a biomass since this is a fiber variety. Uh, and we didn't want to do that because I didn't want to have that field completely, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, planted uh, uh, with a volunteer uh, uh, hemp anyway. So uh, uh, the third study was looking at the late post application. And like I said, on the beginning, this was kind of a fishing adventure. We were looking at a bunch of different products a uh, bunch of different products. And here is what we are talking about here. I'm gonna have about uh, two slides with about nine products each or so. And uh, you look at these numbers, there's a lot of high numbers here. 
uh, with a bunch of these products. Uh, Warrant Ultra do has some potential. There were some injuries at the uh, beginning, uh, six, 14 or 13 days. And by 21 days, it was down to about a 10. Uh, Stinger uh, is safe, uh, pretty safe. In fact, the safest of the, of the ones uh, listed in here. And then uh, Queen Clorac could drive uh, uh, um, XLR8 uh, that also has some potential and resource has some potential. Uh, they do have some injury, uh, which could be considered high. 36% is pretty high injury at the beginning, but by 13 or 21 days, those hemp plants uh, bounce back and, uh, and there was no uh, injury anymore, as opposed to a bunch of other products here that did uh, quite a bit of injury. So therefore they should not be uh, used. And uh, here's some shots of the plants that were not affected uh, versus some that were, uh, were affected here. And then uh, and a few more, a uh, few more uh, plants here with the uh, uh, with a pretty high, uh, pretty high injuries. So, out of this study, Stinger is probably the only one that has no injury and it's safe. And then, as opposed to um, some potential and some injuries, uh, it will be a warrant and drive and resource. But uh, some of the other ones, uh, it's kind of a questionable whether you want to try it or not. And then the, the final part, which is the study four, uh, where we uh, did the flaming, uh, like I said earlier, um, uh, this will be geared towards those guys that are producing organic or a chemical free hemp for oils and a pharmaceutical or medical use where they don't wanna have residues of pesticides in it. And then flame weeding was the, the method that we tested. We used a bunch of different rates here from three, six, nine, 12, 15 gallons per acre. And the, uh, based on all of my research from uh, previous years that I've done in collaboration with my colleague from mechanical engineering, George Gogos, uh, where we actually designed some of these machines, uh, the recommended rate is about 10 to 12 gallons per acre. Uh, so anyway, and this is what the machine looks like. That machine is, is in um, uh, the agronomy farm. Um, you know, if anybody maybe even want to stop by this year to look at it, we'll be more than happy to share with you, hopefully. Uh, by June and July, we'll be all vaccinated and we'll be out of this COVID craziness. And um, so, uh, and we'll have some field days and so forth. Uh, long story short here uh, with the uh, uh, rates of about nine to 12 gallons, which is kind of the recommended rate for weed control. You know, we did have a bunch of injuries that you can see 40, 50%. Uh, some may say, oh my God, you killed those plants. No, we didn't. We nipped the leaves, uh, we nipped the leaves, uh, but they were, the plants were above the hoods uh, from that machine and uh, we, we, did, we did not affect the growing points. So therefore the plants were bouncing back. So as long as the growing point of the plant uh, is above the flames, um, and this is what I'm talking about. These are the hoods and the growing point. You can open up these hoods and the growing point, uh, uh, the plants will come through. Uh, basically the way you flame this, you run the machine through the rows obviously, and you open up the hoods and it'll allow that row to flow through the openings. So anyway, and then, um, you know, by 21 days, we were down in about 20% injuries, which is not bad. And this is what I mean by not bad. You burn those uh, bottom leaves, uh, you burn those bottom leaves um, and uh, the top of the plant just kept growing, uh, kept growing and there was no effects. Uh, 
the stand on these plants was not the best. Apparently the seed that we received was about a couple of three years old. And like I said, we we're kind of in a, in a really a steep learning curve and trying to grow hemp. Uh, so anyway, and apparently the germination rates or some of those seed was not the, uh, the greatest, but it was still good enough for, uh, for, uh, for us to test these chemicals. And then as far as the, uh, the weed control, um, you can see for the velvet leaf, water hemp and green foxtails, those are the two species that we had in those plots. Um, you can see that we had uh, the rates of 12, uh, nine to 12 gallons. We had a pretty much, uh, you know, 90 plus percent control um, and uh, about seven days after raiding and then uh, for velvet leaf and water hemp. Uh, however, at 21 days after raiding, you can see that the green foxtail uh, uh, grew ba bounced back um, uh, a little bit. And then in that case, uh, what do you do? You just go in and try to flame it uh, one more time uh, to finish this off, so to speak. Or if you want to even uh, cultivate, you can actually throw some dirt on the top of those 80% uh, affected grown, uh, green foxtail plants and they will not regrow. We didn't do that in this case, but uh, I'm saying that that is a potential and this is based on my experience from doing this research in other scenarios. And this is where you can see the hemp is okay, where the, uh, the weeds are dead, all the broad leaves here. You can see that walnut leaf smack in the middle. That walnut leaf was almost a foot tall and we smoked it without any problems. So the conclusion is that there is relatively good tolerance. Um, and I'm saying that, you know, with a kind of a, a, a little bit of a question mark because some people may not tolerate those 30, 40% injuries, but the plants grew out of it and eventually, eventually uh, produced uh, a pretty good size, pretty good size. Uh, uh, hemp plants. So the conclusion or the last slide of this is that we do have some products for growing conventional uh, slash, you know, uh, uh, I meant conventional or non-organic. Non uh, we do have some pre-products, some early post-products and some late post-products that do have some potential. And then if you guys are into organic or chemical-free hemp, uh, uh, you know, flaming uh, could be one of the options or one of the tool in the toolbox. Otherwise, you got to cultivate or you're going to hand weed.